I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Diemer. Today on this show, Binance signs an agreement with Dubai. Is Bitcoin really decentralized? And we're another step closer to Ethereum 2.0. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, December 21st, 2021. So I just want to let you know what's been going on behind the scenes is I've been recording a year in review with the Crips writers and editors and staff. And I'm going to release that next week. All next week is going to be a staff member or a writer or an editor every day talking about their year in review. And I'm very excited to release that for you because, well, we have good conversations and we look at this year in crypto, hence year in review. That's literally what it meant. So I did not have to tell you that again, but I did. And I'm sorry that I just wasted your time. You are not better off for listening to that. (laughs) But I also want to come into 2022 with some new ideas, some input from you. So do me a favor. Not only go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment telling everybody how good this show is, but also write me an email. I've been getting lots of emails, at least three or four a day for the past couple days. So I have a collection of emails and it's all feedback on the show, what we should do better, what we could remove, how we can change it. And look, you're not going to hurt my feelings. So a lot of people write in and say, hey, you know what? I love this show. I listen to it every day and I don't want you to change much. But, you know, you're trying to tiptoe around telling me constructive feedback. I don't get offended by these things. So I want your honest feedback on the show. Anything you want to say is not going to hurt my feelings because without you being happy with the show or totally satisfied, then we don't have a show. And that's why I'm asking you to tell me your honest opinions of what you want to hear in 2022. Again, send me via email, MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. Now, those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 10.04 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is sitting at 48000 $640, up 5.4% in 24. What? That's what I'm talking about. Ethereum, $4,000 even, up 4.6%. Binance Coin is at 528, up 2.6%. Tether's in the number four spot, and Solana's at 178, up 4% in 24. Running off the top 10, we have ADA, USDC, XRP, Luna, and Avalanche. Total market cap, we're at $2.25 trillion, a BTC dominance of 40.8, and an F dominance of 21.1. And now it's time for Coin of the Day. And our coin today is number 295 on coin market cap, ELF, ticker E-L-F, but it's spelled A-E-L-F. I guess this is some kind of elvish sort of Lord of the Rings way of spelling an ELF. Um, the reason why I know that is because actually I have a little bit of history with this company. I've interviewed them over the past years, and I've been to their headquarters in Singapore, met the CEO there. Uh, I was a hodler of this coin for many years until I sold it earlier this year. Just was 
I saw that the CEO left, uh, somebody that I thought was really working hard on it, but I also didn't see any movement in the project, so I sold it. Obviously, this is not financial advice. Don't follow my trades or you'll be the worst trader in all of crypto. But it is trading at $0.37 cents even. It's up 4.6% in 24. Market cap is $200.6 million. Fully diluted is $370.4 million. 54% is in circulation of their 1 billion coins. All-time high for ELF is... $2.77 set four years ago. It's down 86% since then. It's all time low was two years ago at three cents, but it's up a thousand percent since then. You could buy it on Binance, Huobi, and Bitthumb. So what is ELF? That's the question. What is ELF? ELF is an open source blockchain network designed as a complete business solution. The structure of one main chain plus multiple side chains can support developers to independently deploy or run dApps or individual side chains to achieve full isolation. Elf technology adopts parallel processing consensus mechanism based on a cross-chain technology of the main chain index and verification mechanism. Elf achieves secure communication between main chain and all side chains. As a result, allows for direct interoperability between side chains. It gives me a little bit of a polka dot vibe. Hmm. Anyway, we're going to talk a little bit about polka dot later. But this is coin of the day. Elf number two ninety-five in coin market cap ticker ELF. 
when Bitcoin came out, I guess there was something called the faucets. You could have a Bitcoin faucet where it just start, you open the faucet and it'll rain free Bitcoin at you because people, they wanted you to get involved. We had Laszlo spending 10,000 Bitcoin for two pizzas. Bitcoin was being thrown around because it wasn't anything. It wasn't worth anything for the most part, it, but people believed in the idea. And over time, people kept dissing Bitcoin. It's a scam. It's a fraud. It's a Ponzi scheme. And well, 12 years later, it is something, something more than just a scam, a Ponzi scheme, a fraud, and all these negative connotations that it was being built up all the year. Yet there's still resistance to get into Bitcoin. So the people who actually had conviction and was in Bitcoin early on started stacking sats with no clear objective of how this is going to turn out in the future. They either bought it, mined it, traded their services for it, worked for it, earned it, you know, whatever. And so everybody had the equal opportunity to get Bitcoin. You, still, you can still buy it. You still equally can buy it. But some people have stacked way more sats. So I think that's what I'm looking at with this. But people are looking at this, and I don't know why, because it's decentralized and it's supposed to be for the people, that it's supposed to have equal outcome. Everybody should have the same amount of Bitcoins. But that's not true. Because people were earning Bitcoin way back in the day when people were still dissing Bitcoin. And now Bitcoin is worth, let's just call it $50,000 today. Now you want it. Why? Because it's worth something. But you didn't want it when it wasn't worth anything. So, but that's the point. So equal opportunity to get Bitcoin. So when I saw this tweet, the tweet was decentralized currency, baby. And now it's talking about the centralization of the wealth in certain hodlers. Okay. Well, I mean, if you're Michael Saylor, you're just buying it because you could buy it and you're rich and you could buy a lot of Bitcoin. That is, I, I see a little bit of a problem. The rich people, the people who with mass amounts of money are going to be able to buy Bitcoin no matter what the price and start stacking their sats. The thing I see with this though Decentralized currency is trying to, they're trying to demonize the idea of decentralization by saying that the money is centralized in the hands of a couple people or just a few people. But decentralized currency means that it is not being created by a centralized bank, the Fed, or a government, the US government or any other government. And that's the difference is it's taking a community of miners, of hodlers to maintain the system and keep pushing it through, through innovation, through use cases, through uh, layer two protocols and so on and so forth. So Bitcoin is decentralized, decentralized in issuance, decentralized in governance, decentralized in security. And there is equal opportunity to get into Bitcoin, but it doesn't mean that everybody should have the equal amounts of Bitcoin because it's a, uh, in air quotes, decentralized currency. Sorry for my little rant today. But that's my thoughts on that tweet that somebody tagged me on. Crypto Exchange Binance has announced that it signed a Memorandum of Understanding, or a MOU, with the Dubai World Trade Center Authority with the aim of establishing an industry hub in Dubai. So what is a Memorandum of Understanding? Well, it's a type of agreement between two or more parties. It expresses a convergence of will between the parties, indicating an intended common line of action from Wikipedia. So it's important to note, however, that this memorandum of understanding is not a license to Binance for, to operate in Dubai. In contrast to a license, they're just an agreement for parties that are seen as a starting point for negotiations. So, so they have intent and they're starting negotiations to establish an industry hub in Dubai, Binance and Dubai. So there's that. Ethereum developer teams have been hard at work preparing for the Ethereum 2.0 proof-of-stake platform designed to make the blockchain's transactions faster, cheaper, and more, and less energy-intensive. Tim Bako, who coordinates the Ethereum core developers, announced the 
Kintsugi Testnet today on the Ethereum Foundation blog. Tim Bako was on the show uh, maybe about a year ago. You can look in the past episodes. I think he was on twice. Anyway, great conversation. Kintsugi is Japanese, and it's a Japanese word for using gold to repair broken obelisks without attempting to hide the damage. Which is, if you Google this, it's pretty cool. The word invokes a sense of transparency about something's history. Tim tweeted, over the past few months, client teams have been working tirelessly to implement a new set of merge milestones. They are now live on a new testnet. Kintsugi. Jeff Benson, writer from Decrypt, wrote this. I'm going to read it verbatim, quoting his article. While the Ethereum network, in its current state, isn't broken, it's a victim of its success. I thought that was really well said. Thank you, Jeff. After pioneering decentralized finance applications, NFTs, and blockchain-based games, network transaction costs are scaring off some of its users. Swapping assets on a peer-to-peer basis or bidding on digital collectibles on-chain requires a part of the network's energy. To push transactions through relatively quickly, people must pay higher fees or wait until there's less activity on the blockchain. Ethereum 2.0 solves for that. It makes the network from a proof-of-work system like Bitcoin which miners have to validate transactions to a proof-of-stake system that lets people secure the network by locking up some of their ETH into the protocol. While both miners and stakers get rewards, Ethereum's proof-of-stake system also scales up the space availability on the network. Jeff, that was really well written. So I was trying, I was going to paraphrase it, but he did it so well, I just quoted it. Anyway, once these have upgraded and are stable, next up is Ethereum's mainnet transition to proof-of-stake said Tim Bako, and we're looking forward to Ethereum 2.0, which we think, we hope, is going to propel Ethereum to beat all of its competitors. Now, I'm, I'm pretty much agnostic to who wins and who loses with this battle, but I would really like to see Ethereum start it all, get beat by its competitors, and then just leap leapfrog ahead of them. I think that would be pretty cool. I think that would be pretty epic. Anyway, let me know what you think. Matthew Aaron at Crypt.co. Today, Ubisoft announced a partnership with ALF, A-L-E-P-H dot I-M, ALF dot I-M, anyway, to provide decentralized storage for its NFT assets, which are called digits, on the Quartz platform. Didier Genevois, which I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but it's Ubisoft's blockchain technical director, answered Decrypt's questions about the response to its initial in-game NFT rollout earlier this month. He said, we have received a lot of feedback since the announcement. And we hear both the encouragement and the concerns. We understand where the sentiment towards the technology comes from. And we need to keep taking it into consideration every step of the way. He continued, This experiment is meant to understand how the value proposition of decentralization can be received and embraced by our players. We know it's a major change that will take time. But we will stay true to our three principles. Our main objective with Ubisoft Quartz is to showcase the true value of decentralization to our players. Alf.im played a key role in the realization of our vision by allowing us to go one step further and decentralize the storage of digits, video, asset, and metadata. Ubisoft is continuing with its NFT plans, while a lot of other video game makers have turned away because of the outcry of non-support by its gamers. And finally, and I told you I'll be talking about Polkadot sooner or later, 
The first parachains run by Alka Network, Moonbeam, Parallel Finance, Astar, and Clover went live on the Polkadot Network. And it's a parachain, and a parachain is a kind of individual or sovereign blockchain running atop of Polkadot. Polkadot aims for efficiency so that transactions don't compete against each other and other smart contracts in the same ecosystem. Parachains also mitigate the need for networks to rely on a layer 2 scaling solutions to reduce congestions. And this is the best way I thought this was put. Polkadot is defined as a layer 0 protocol. And every parachain would be like a layer one blockchain, kind of like Bitcoin or Ethereum running over, say, a common backbone. And so basically what this is, is they are creating a backbone or the structure of their blockchain and allowing these other companies or other builders to run their own blockchains using Polkadot's main backbone, if you will. So they're just doing their own things, running their own blockchains. Basically, this is kind of like a turnkey solution and says, hey, I want to make a blockchain for my whatever, my social media platform, my business, my supply chain, whatever. And they say, Polkadot, I'm coming to you. And now I'm going to make the Matthew Deemer blockchain. And it's going to do whatever it does. And it's not going to be bogged down by all the other smart contracts. So if you build on Ethereum, you're using the Ethereum blockchain. And we're all running on the same highway. So if Matthew Deemer has this you know, thing going in his tokens, He's competing with every other ERC-20 that's flowing through Ethereum. Well, this way, I'm using my own parachain. It's just myself. It's my own highway. It's kind of like building my own lane on a freeway. And only I'm driving on it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, leave us a comment, and DeemerForCongress.com. Don't forget to go and donate. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.